And so we're, we're going over this thing of groupie versus group, uh, group me. And the reason we're doing this is this. A lot of people want to cheerlead things. They're like, yay! And they cheerlead. And we do that for many things. We do it for musicians. We do it for actors and actresses. We, we can do it for authors. We can, painters. We can do anything that our hearts like. We're like, yay! It's the best. It's greatest. And so this is what we came up with. Here's your definition if you're wondering. It's not a long one. This actually came along in the 60s and some of y'all helped create this word. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Some of you are like, that was me, uh-huh. And y'all, y'all helped build this whole thing of a groupie where you bought t-shirts and you like, uh-huh. <laughs> y'all are thinking of people right now, bands and other things that you still got that going on. <laughs> like, oh Jesus, thank you. That was me too. Um, so it's, it's an admire, an enthusiastic aficionado. Like you knew all the songs. You know, the groups that you were, you knew every song they played. You could just, and, and some of y'all, let's be honest, some of them you had to read the lyrics till you got it down, and then you could sing it. It still happens today. Um, and so it, it, it happens in churches too, where we're like, yay, go pastor, yay, go people, yay, go do, and, and that's not God's intention. It's never God's intention for one man to, to do the work of all the people. It's really, and this is what our scripture is that we're, we're doing and, and standing on is this. In Ephesians 4, the Word of God tells us, Paul's writing to the church at Ephesus, and he says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. And here they are, there's five of them. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. And, and it's what they're, they're gifts. That's what they are. And it says their responsibility, and I like to put it this way, my responsibility. This is my responsibility I take very seriously. I love to work. I love to go. There is nobody here that I'm, I'm like, I will be there. I'll be there first, and I'll be there longer, and I'll, I'll go as long as I can. And so that's not an issue, but it is my responsibility is to equip. To equip who? God's people. I just want you to get that. God's people. That's you. God's people to do what? To do His work, not my work. He's called you. He's destined you, not me. I don't want to give you, hey, you do this, this. I want you to, we're trying to help people discover how they're wired and how they're gifted. And then they can plug that in and use that to reach other people. That's what God loves to do. Equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, which is... You're the body of Christ. And so in this, it's not a hierarchy. It's not like, hey, I'm up here and you're down here. I am right now just so everybody could see me. Because, let's be honest, if I come down here, some of y'all are going to be shifting like this. You're going, Where'd he go? <laughs> Where'd he go? He's not there anymore. Let's be honest. <laughs> y'all be looking. See, oh, there he is. So it helps out, um, especially if you got somebody tall in front of you. I'm not... Cast any stones, just let you know. And so this morning, we're, we want to say this. This is what our, our theme or what I, I want you to get this morning. Life is better in circles than in rows. Life is better in circle than it is in rows. So we're going to look at that and see, unpack that for just a minute and see if, if in your life it's not true and then also see how in other people's lives is true too. And they're just waiting. 
There are people waiting to, for somebody to try to connect. In this church right now, there are people that have been here that really are not circled up. Not, you can be in a crowded room and still feel very lonely. You can sit in a crowded room and feel like, I don't know. And it can be very intimidating. And so as we unpack this, I want your hearts to be open to what God's doing and what He's saying to each one of us. And so everybody needs two things. They need a lot of things. Some are like, no, I need more than two things. <laughs> no, you don't understand. I need more than two things. There's really two basic needs we have. The first is this, to be known. Everybody needs to be known. It's kind of like when you look at that little video, you're like, where am I? I want to be known. And, oh, there. Oh, there it is. And it, it was too. When you blow it up like I do on my phone, I'm like, oh, look. There I wasn't even looking for me because I was taking the video. But, um. It, it was a beautiful thing. So we all need to be known. And I just want to tell you, in this environment, in this, in this, where we're sitting right now, it's impossible to make that happen. And I'm going to show you why. I'm going to ask, um, like, I'm going to walk down here because I like to be around you. all He's coming down. I want everybody from, like, this way forward. I want you all to stand up with me, if you would. Everybody this way. Miss Adele, your row there and all y'all. And I want you all to turn around and face this way. Turn away and face the back. And I want you to look. And look at those folks. You're looking at me. Look back there. <laughs> She's looking at me. I'm like, no, look that way. <laughs> She's, okay. All right. Now, y'all, y'all, um, I want y'all to notice. I want this group now to stand up. Y'all wave at each other. Hey, y'all. <laughs> there you go. All right, you may, you may sit down now. <laughs> this way, facing this way. You don't have to turn your chairs around. <laughs> All the single folks in the house, they go, oh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> it's church. Come on, you looking. Don't be lying. Um, you think you're going to find somebody? You better talk to me first. I may know some. you don't, just so you know. Um, <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Uh, so, anyhow, with that small glance, you got to ask yourself, were you known? I know some. I, I know, like, I know what color hair they have. I know. How many would be honest and raise your hand? You saw people that have been here a long time, or you see every Sunday, and you did not know their name. Everybody's like, Yeah. That's why we're trying to break that down where you go meet new people, where you don't just come and sit. You know, I've come to get my feel, feel my good. And, ah, oh, thank you, Lord. I feel good. And we ease on out, but we've got to connect, and it starts right here. And so we all need to be known. And you, it's not going to happen here. Like, for instance, I know right now that you may have been on your way to church this morning, especially those with young children and stuff. And you were on your way to church this morning, and, and on the way to church, it may have got heated a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we're like, what, what, what? <laughs> what? <No. laughs> and then you step out the, 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 the van or something, hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> hey, <laughs> we're all good. So <laughs> you didn't hear the conversation on the way, like, you woke me up. I don't want to go. Where are we going? I don't know. It's just... <laughs> We don't see, you can't be known like that 
in this environment, in this setting. And, and that's just not going to happen. The second thing everybody needs to, is another need we have, is the need to be needed. Everybody needs to be needed. In other words, you have gifts and talents and abilities inside that are laying dormant. And when they cannot be exercised in a healthy, positive way, you'll find a way to be needed. And sometimes it's not that good. And I'm telling you, God is wanting to do a work right here, starting in this body, that will, that will begin to change. Brunswick, Georgia, starting here, and begin to reach out to other communities. It starts right here. So those two basic needs we have. And there's a pastor in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Maybe you've heard of him. Andy Stanley, North Point, one of the largest churches in America. And, and whether you believe in his, his whatever philosophies, however, I want to say he's, he's done something well in that there's a gathering of people. And it says this, you can't do in rows what you can do in circles. Like in here, we're going to look at some scriptures and go see, now can that be applied in here right now? And, and you're going to go, mm, probably don't want to do that one right here. But it can be done in a group setting where there are people not just looking at me, but where you just like there, where you're across from a table with somebody and you talk things out and you get to talk your faith out and you get to say real life situations that are going on in your life. And you say, hey, man, I'm really I'm just really having a tough time with this. And you actually get to, to walk that out. Um, let me say, as as we look at this rows and circles thing, think about it this way. All of us were trained sitting in rows mainly, not all of us, because uh, there were, where's my homeschool crowd? Who, who did homeschool at any point in their life? Come on, y'all, raise your hand. Y'all get a chance to celebrate. Don't go like, come on, y'all know homeschool sometimes gets a bad rap. Come on, y'all raise your hand proudly like, woo, that's me. Like, Please, Mark, don't point me out. I was, <laughs> we get enough targets, don't mess with <laughs> Y'all had to, y'all had to work it out with each other face to face with your siblings like, mm, mm. <laughs> y'all worked that out. Most of us sat in rows though, and we learned stuff. For those who went to college, you sat in rows for a long time, depending on how long, like if you got associates, that's usually two years. <laughs> you're less, you're like me and you can stretch it out to four. Um, or if you've got a, Four-year degree and you stretch it out to six or whatever. You, you sat in there for a while and you learned things this way, but you didn't apply them till you got in a circle. See, so, so when you were learning, and that's really what they call the Greek model, is like for those of you who went to college and you got a degree in a certain area, field of study, you sat in those rows long enough and you listened to your professor and, and you did... Um, you did papers and everything else, and then they deferred upon you the degree of whatever it is, whether it's associate arts, whether it's a bachelor's, whether it's a master's, whether it's a doctorate, and uh, and I applaud all of us. Those are those are important. There's, it's not like that's not good. Don't think I'm railing against education, but let's be honest. The the circles are where you begin to work things out. There there are those that say, hey, I, I remember. How many here remember things that your dad taught you that you were not sitting in a, in a classroom, but you were sitting watching beside him going, now, how do you do that? And he said, hey, no, no, no. And it was like, no, come here. <laughs> you know, sometimes it got a little frustrating, but they tried to show and they bring you alongside of 
to help see what they're doing. It's in an environment. My dad showed me many things. He was my hero simply because he would say, all right, son, bring me that board. All right, let me show you. Now, it started real early. I didn't like it at first because I've, I've shared with y'all. I had two older brothers, and they always got to do the cool stuff. And so I was the little guy like here. Like we, I remember one time cleaning off a roof with shingles at a house. My dad do it for extra money. And so my two older brothers got to be on the roof with a shovel popping the shingles off, which left one person on the ground <laughs> throwing the shingles into the bin. <laughs> Had my little glove, like, okay. And they're like, here. I'm like, don't throw them at <laughs> Having to dodge shingles and throw them in the thing. So, But I learned watching and being a part. Many of us learn the, the, the greatest lessons of your life have been in a circle with people talking things out and working things out. So, as we look at this, I want you to look at a few things that circles do. The first thing I want you to think about is circles promote spiritual growth. Circles promote spiritual growth. Like, you will never grow as much in this environment as you do in a circle. Because you're going to hear this, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not speaking this, but how many be honest, you don't remember what I said last week? Somebody besides me, okay? I'm sorry. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I study it longer than you do, and you're like, unless you listen. But, and they're good. This is to encourage, it's to inspire, it's to show. But when you get together and you begin to talk it out, what you're doing, and what was said and how it was said and how it applies to your life, that's when it begins to get imprinted upon your heart and you begin to do so much better. That's what, when we think of spiritual growth, We've got to understand that what our ultimate goal is in spiritual growth. Because a lot of people, we want to assess things that are spiritual. And I'm like, now, Jesus did it one way. Here's, here's a sign of maturity. Here's our greatest sign of spiritual growth. Hold it. Using spiritual gifts. Like, in 1 Corinthians 12, God breaks out all the super spiritual gifts. And he tells, you know, the gift of tongue, gift of, of interpretation, gift of prophecy, the gift of healing, gift of faith. He breaks out all these incredible gifts. And in 13, he says, this is what the greatest is to how that operates. This is the one thing that, that if you want to know if you've grown, look at this. This is how circles promote spiritual growth. If I speak in the tongues of men or angels, that's, that's a heavenly language you, you didn't learn, you couldn't learn. God's given to us. And I'm, uh, but do not have love. Look what Paul said. I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Like, I, I got this gift. I can pray in tongues. I can, I can do all this stuff. But he said, mm, that's, not, that's not the test. That's not the thing. That doesn't, that's not what shows how, how much growth I have. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. Come on, think about that. Hold on. Let your brain go for a second. Like you can fathom it all, like you know. Like Jesus walking on the planet, he's talking to people, they're talking to him, and he knows what they're thinking. Because I don't got time to go to all the places, but he'd be like, yep, and knowing their thoughts. (laughs) Think if you knew all the thoughts, you'd be like, "Mm." and he didn't get mad, because he was wanting to take them somewhere. He goes on to say, if I have all the knowledge, and I have the faith that can move mountains. But do not have love. I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to the hardship that I may boast, 
but do not have love, I gain nothing. That's what we look at. When we we want to measure spiritual growth, let me ask you this. When you really get to know somebody, and you know their hurts, and you know their failures, and you know their struggles, this is where love comes in. This is what the church, I'm telling you, this, this message right here is what the church is missing. Because many times we come to church and we look at people and we look like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see what's going on. And instead of going, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, I can see that going on. But hey, I love you. That is not going to change one bit my love for you or God's love for you. Not one bit. And so let me ask you, in this setting, in this setting, when we're talking about this, we need all the gifts operating. But let me ask you, if I know every, if I've got a word of knowledge and I want to call you out, which we'll see in just a minute, is this the setting that I'm supposed to call somebody out and say, hey, you come here. You've been sinning a lot. You've been like, I couldn't do that because I'd be the next one in line. Okay, you're right. I'm just, it's me too. I've been, no, I, I, let me say this. Everybody has issues, including me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, and so we're producing this, and this is what 1 John 4.21 says this. It says, and he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God, you love God? Let me show you how it plays out. Must also love their brother and sister. It's got to happen. And if it doesn't happen here, it's not going to happen out there. I lived out there for many years. I, I'm telling you, they said it was love. I thought it was love. <laughs> I was looking for love and all the... No, I'm only kidding. I don't want to start y'all down that road. Y'all keep singing it. I don't want to... Many of us, they'll, they'll go that route because they couldn't find it here. Many people right now are not in a church. I spoke to a woman first thing this morning. She called the church this thing, and she was sharing how I can't find help and I can't find love in the church. I feel judged every time I walk in. And that should never be in the house of God. And we're building a place where God can help people not sit there and think. Also, circles do this. Circles, they promote spiritual growth, but they also produce a place for healing and wholeness. That's not going to happen right here on a Sunday morning. Yes, I believe that God can instantly heal physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, in every way. But that is lived out best in a circle. It is always best in a circle. Y'all, i got to confess my sin. You know, the Bible says, know that your sins will find you out. This morning, talking about calling people out. I ain't talking to Jackie or nothing, but it's all right. Jackie, stand up for me just a minute, if you would. Come on. Come on. <laughs> y'all, I got, can I, y'all, y'all don't clap yet. Y'all going to be mad. Just <laughs> Promotes a, y'all, I said it promotes a place where healing and wholeness can happen. <laughs> yeah, Larry's, Larry's getting out of the way. He's like, I didn't know he was going to call me out. <laughs> I'm calling myself out. So uh, I live on Highway 82, and, uh, and Jackie and Larry, they live out on Highway, a little further out from me. <laughs> and 
And I have confessed my sins, y'all. I, I, I don't know. I told y'all that I think there's a magnet in the right foot. It's something happened in that metal. And I get in, and, and for some reason, my foot wants to go to the floor. I don't know why that is. It happens. And I kid y'all not, this happened yesterday where I was praying, Lord, as I was, my foot was on the floor going over, going past somebody. I said, Lord, forgive me. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I just want to get somewhere. It's not, I, I wasn't wanting to hurt him. I just like, I just need to get there. I'm in a hurry. I got to get there. And, and somebody told me a long time ago that you get 10 miles over. The, I don't even know if that's true, but I've used it. And I'm still, I've, I get 10. I get 10. Thank you, Lord. I won't go over. But So, y'all. As, I, as these two walk in, they're waiting as I'm greeting somebody. And, and, and what happened now? What exactly went on? Well, let's see. <clears throat> on Wednesday morning, I was on my way to work. I passed pastor's house. He's getting in the truck. We get to the red light, and I'm thinking, this can't be pastor behind me already. Okay, the light changes, and we're on 303. All of a sudden, all I can hear was <laughs> And guess who it was? Lord. <laughs> I confess. Convicted right here. Y'all pray for me, okay? I'm trying. I'm just always, I got to get there. I got to get there. Really, it's never like, hey, look. I'm like, oh, look, there's an opportunity. Let me go. Um, Jesus. <laughs> Where was I? Help me. Just. <laughs> we, this is a place. And I know that's a, that's a much simpler thing. Like, hey, some of y'all like, and I was right behind him, but I didn't have enough room. I know that, okay? Some of y'all might have been. But this is what happens is we all go through stuff. We all have shortcomings in our life. And the world knows that and we know that, but many times they don't ever connect. And so what we do is many times we'll go around as self-righteous and go, I'm glad I'm not like that person. And it's like, just like that person, if not for the grace of God. And so what, what God wants to do is provide an environment and a place and produce that within each one of us. And it starts with each one of us. That's what it says in Galatians chapter 6, um, verse 1 and 2. It says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin. <laughs> if someone is caught in a sin... You who are spiritual, <laughs> your spirit should restore that person. What does it say? Gently. gently. And they were very gentle. I will say they could have come in like, Bup! I was like, yeah, they could have broke it out. And so very gently, but watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. Be careful, Jackie. Don't be tempted. <laughs> I noticed she didn't try to come back around that four because that four was moving. <laughs> And then it goes on to say, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. This is one of the battles of the church. We all keep this stuff in and we don't have an environment where you can say, hey man, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with my faith. We've seen on the news now with all these different big names are coming out going, hey, 
you know, I'm no longer a Christian. I did this. And, and it's not. And my heart goes out to them. I literally, I pray for them because they didn't have anybody around them to talk their struggles out with. They didn't have anybody to flesh out and say, hey, man, I'm really struggling this. That's what it says in James chapter 5. The pastor of the, one of the first churches. This is what James, the brother of Jesus, said. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person is, a, is powerful and effective. Now, let me ask you something real quick. Is that something we need to practice here right now? Like, I'll start, and then I'm going to start over here, and we're going to go all the way around. And we're going to be here for a long time. And you start confessing your sin, and you start confessing, and you confess your And get, we want to get to the deep, dark, ugly, dirty stuff. Let's go down. You would not. And I, and I want to tell you, don't do that. The Bible says you're not supposed to just tell everybody your stuff and go, Hey... Speeding is a is an easy thing, but anger that causes me to be less than kind to those around me. Pornography, something that seems so absolutely prevalent in our society that is wreaking havoc on the mind of men and women that it just grabs a hold of them they can't let go. When you talk about um, uh, when you when you talk about greed that you don't see. But you're like, I gotta have more. I never have enough, and you're looking for an opportunity to get more from somebody. It, it, there are many things that are very real that we walk through. That if we don't produce, if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to produce an environment where those things can be pulled out, can be discussed, and can actually be healed, that's where this is prayed for in a circle, in a group of people that you can trust and say, Hey, I don't have anything again. I'm, I'm here for you. I'm not here to find out your stuff. Let's be honest. Church has been known for the gossip thing. Come on. It's been known. If I tell them, they're only going to tell their friend, and they're only tell their friend. I want to tell you something. It's not like that. It's a matter of we've got to be the ones to say, I love you so much, and if you're struggling, I, I, I just want to help you through that. I just want to help you get that broken in your life, just like I need you to help me get that broken in my life. I'm no different than you are. I'm trying to break that, that I am no different than you are. I am just like you. I struggle just like you. I know this thing of being known. I know that (laughs) there are people, they want to put me way up here and go, Oh, Pastor, he's this. I do pray and read the Bible a lot. I get accused of that. But I struggle just the same. And I'm just like you when I say, you want me to to look at me and go, oh, he doesn't sin. He's perfect. And I'm telling you, I can't live up to that and I won't live up to that. I'm telling you that we all together, collectively, this is what God's called me to do. And I want to challenge you that we do this. The the third thing is, so circles um, promote, they produce, and then they propel us into action. They propel us into action. In other words, one can do, two can do a lot more than one can. And so when I'm connected, let's, let's be honest. We, I like to term it this way, peer pressure. Anybody ever struggle with that one? <laughs> Anybody ever did something you would not have done if it had not been for your friend saying, let's do it. <laughs> okay, which one of you are the ones that the initiator going, forget y'all, I'm going to do this. 
Some of y'all are like, that's me. I didn't wait for anybody else. I didn't need them. I was going. <laughs> Helen, <laughs> look at you. two friends in there confessing. Sim, look, peer pressure can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. I believe it can be a great thing where you get people together with a common purpose that says, you know what? I believe we want to do something. Jesus believed in that where he sent people out by twos. He didn't say go out on go your own. He put people in groups and he put them in twos and said, hey, I want you to do this. Jesus, to start his ministry, what did he do? Did he go preach to the crowd? No, he went and got 12 men. And he said, let me group these men around me. Hey, guys, was it because he needed them? Was it because Jesus was weak and he's going, well, he's not going to, he's going to feel lonely. No. He said, I want to pour my life into these 12 men who are going to pour their, pour their life into others and they're going to pour their life. And today you and I are still celebrating groups that started with Jesus 2,000 years ago. And that's why we're here today. It's because a group of men got together and they walked it out and continuing and women too came all together. It's powerful when we look at it. So it propels us into action. This is what uh, Hebrews 10.24 says this. It says, let us think of ways, let us, I, I, I got to stop there. I just, I, I got quick in a little minute. I do that from time to time. Let us. This doesn't say let the pastor think of ways to motivate you. I, I want you to look at that with me. It doesn't say let the pastor, it says let us. Let us, you, you have incredible ideas inside of you that God wants to use you to do that I can never do. And if it's just me, like, he's got to come up with all the ideas and he's got to come up with what we're doing and he's got to do, it's not. If I could challenge you for one thing to see, this is you, this is us, this is your church, it's us together. And I don't have to come up with all the ideas. You've got great ideas. Some of you, you just thought, well, God wouldn't use me to do that. I'm like, well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I didn't think God would use me to do this. If somebody would have told me 33 years ago that I would be the pastor when I was on my knees right here crying out to God because I got arrested Friday night, and they'd have told me, hey, you're going to be the pastor. <laughs> I don't know what you're smoking, but you better get away from that pipe. <laughs> You better back off of that thing. I'm telling you, let us think of ways to motivate one another to what? Just say, hey, we're excited yet. No, to acts of love and good works. We do that better in a circle. Can we do? I could get everybody excited and you're going to go, where do we go? What do we do? You get to figure that out. If I sit here and I go, I got okay, you go do this, and you go do that, and I need you to do this, I need you to do that. I need, what I need you to do is discover your gifts and talents, and then we do have places where they plug in where you, could, you can use it to make a difference, but that's up to you to discover that. It's not me sitting around going, okay, Lord, this person does this, this person. I, I would go crazy. I'll be honest. Y'all would already be, what happened to Mark? I think he's over at Focus. I think he's, he's just sitting here just talking. I, I, I need to do that. Oh, and that one needs to do Oh, and that one needs to Oh, and that. I need you all to begin to think and dream with me that you can make a difference. You can. Every, and it doesn't matter what age. All ages. 
to make a difference in people's lives. That's what Hebrews 10, 20, the next verse says this. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another. Let me say, when you miss church, I don't keep attendance. I don't keep a roll going, mm-hmm, mm mm I don't do it. I remember years ago as a youth pastor when Facebook first came out, I had all my youth pastor friends tell me this. They told me, man, you need to get a Facebook. And I'm like, why? They said, you can keep up with your kids that way. You can know what they're doing. I said, that's not my responsibility. That's the Holy Spirit's responsibility. My responsibility is to lead them to Jesus the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will guide you. Read John 14, 15, 16. Said, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth, not me. And you know what they ended up doing? All of them, most of them. They'd end up every Wednesday talking about sex, drugs, and music. That's what they'd end up doing. I'm talking about the kingdom of God. I'm talking about Jesus is so much better. When you get people connected to Jesus, all that other stuff begins to fall by the wayside. I'm telling you, if we focus on all what people are doing wrong... If all we do is focus on that, what will happen is we get people focused on that. If we focus on what God's doing, we get people focused on that. I promise you what will happen, you'll begin to break barriers in your own life and help people break barriers in their life. Thank you, Lord. said, encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. This is circles. That can only happen in circles, not in these rows. And I love them. And finally, I close with this. Circles cause the church to grow larger and smaller at the same time. This church, praise God, was founded on small groups. I'm going to ask those right now, if you would, if you were in this church and you were part of a home group or a care group, they started out as home group, they went to care groups. If you were in this church and you were either in a home group or a care group, would you stand up with me at this time? Hey, y'all, that's why we're still here today. Because of their faithfulness grouping up, and, and they're still friends today. They're still, I promise you, if you look at them and you look at your life, they're college friends, there's people, you are all in groups of some sort. All we want to do is help them get to know Jesus. And it's not in a way of saying, hey, you're terrible. Our thing is you begin to, you begin to experience God in a way that you realize just how good he's been to you. And you start telling people how good he's been to you. They're going to go, wow. I, want to, I, I haven't done this, but I, I'm going to do this. I haven't done this before in that. I, I usually don't use the same scripture to end a service. But I, I felt like because of last week in Acts chapter 2, the first church, we see all of these things. We see the promotion. We see the production. We see the propelling. In Acts 2, 46 and 47, this is when the Holy Spirit had been poured out. The power of God had been poured out. The veil's been torn. It's been opened. There's no longer the Spirit of God. is not in a building. It comes to reside in temples like you and me. Man, us, we get the, the Holy Spirit comes and resides inside of us. And this is what it produced. Every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. Together. To be encouraged, to be uplifted, to be built up. To say, I'm created for more than what I'm living in right now. 
And I want to say that to each one of you. You're created. God's plan for you is bigger than what you're experiencing right now. God's plan for me is bigger than what I'm experiencing right now. I want you to, I want you to hear this. I didn't arrive when, when, when the praise God to the elders, they said, hey, we want you, we believe God's called you to be the next. I didn't arrive and go, praise God, thank you. I said, Jesus, Lord, you want to use the faithfulness of so many that came before me to propel us on to make a difference to even farther and greater and generations to come. And that's what God's doing here in us and through us right now. That's what he's building. And it says they they broke bread in their homes and ate together. There's a power when you share a meal together. Things happen. And what happened as a result with glad and sincere hearts. And I'm not going to make you raise your hand. And how many have ever come to church and you came in with a sad heart and you left with an even sadder heart? You came in to receive and you're like, oh, I received more condemnation, more fear, more guilt, more shame than you walked in the door with. And you're like, thank you. We just piled some more on. You're like, okay, I'll see y'all next week. Oh. God came. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And he's wanting to, to bring people together to say, I believe in you. I believe you can make it. Yeah, you may be addicted to something right now, be it drugs, be it alcohol, be it, be it pornography, be it um, you name it, whatever it is, chocolate. I don't know where that came from. Some of you are like, it's not a sin, Mark. It's not a sin. It can be, okay? It can be. But I believe that God wants to move in such a way that He'll begin to cut some of the Lone Ranger off of you and think, i got to do it myself. And you'll begin to open up a little bit and say, I need my brothers and sisters. I need people to come alongside of me. Glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily. When we do this, as we do, not when, as we do this. As I've studied church growth, and that's what I'm doing. I'm here to help grow this church, and I'm not going to apologize about it. I'm not going to in any way say, look, if we're not growing, it's my fault. I take full responsibility. But the only way that's going to happen is if you and I get together and realize I have a part to play in this. This isn't me trying to reach everybody. It's you reaching together and us together and you discovering your gifts and talents and using those to reach other people, to draw them in. Because I promise you right now, the two people I talked to, one this morning on the phone was a lady that grew up in church. She started naming and all these different things that had happened. This is what she told me. She goes, you sound happy. I was just talking to you. Like, well, I'm sorry I am. Just happened to have the greatest news of all, of all, period. The greatest king living inside. If we, when we begin to do this, as I study church growth, this is what every, most of all of it, it was people coming together in groups to say, I support you, you support me. It's kind of like when you do support groups. If you've never been in one, if you never, if, if, by the way, let me say this. If you're struggling in any way, we do have a Celebrate Recovery that meets right over in that corner building. It is a credible thing. I like to go over there and hang out. And I made our director stop calling me Pastor Mark. 
You know, when you walk in a room and people are struggling, they say, hey, Pastor Mark, everybody goes. I said, you call me Mark. That's who I am. Pastoring's what I do. But I'm Mark, a believer. I call myself a redeemed addict. I don't have time to go into all that. But you know why many times people meet in those places and they fall in love? Because they see people real. They see people authentic. Like, oh, that thing of being known. Like, many people sitting here this morning, you go, Mark, if you really knew me, If you really knew the stuff that goes through my heart and my mind, you wouldn't love me. You just love me because of what you see. And I want to tell you, I really love you. But more importantly, God really loves you. And He loves you through all of your failures. He loves you through all of your mistakes. He loves you through all of your shortcomings. He loves loves you through all of your questions and all of your, I, I don't know, He loves you through it all. And He's bringing you to a place where, man, I just want to trust you. So this morning, I'm going to ask you if you would, if you bow your heads real quick as I close. And the only reason I ask you to bow your head and close your eyes is simply this. It's the only way I know you can get alone in a crowded room. Maybe you showed up here this morning and you said, man, I'll give it one more try. I'll give church one more try. I've been going, it ain't done much for me, but I'm going to try it. This morning you realize God is for you. He's not against you. And I'm going to ask you to do one tremendous thing. Maybe you'd feel far away from God. You feel like, you know, I pray, but He doesn't hear me. He doesn't even know my name. I know Him, but He doesn't know me. And this morning, this is the time. I would love, it would be my privilege and my joy as I said earlier at the beginning of my message, to invite you to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, invite you into a relationship with, the, with, with, with Jesus. And if you feel far away this morning, you feel disconnected, and you say, Mark, I, I don't like that feeling. It feels lonely. I want to connect with Him. I'm going to ask you simply to raise your hand wherever you are in this sanctuary this morning. Is there anybody this morning? I want to pray with you and pray for you. I won't be asking to come down. Nobody's going to ask you to stand up where you are. I'm not going to embarrass you. I promise you this is very personal. It's between you and the Lord. Anybody else? Anybody else? Just raise your hand. Nobody's going to call you up. Like I said, don't look around. This is between you and the Lord. Your decision. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anybody else? Praise God. Y'all, it's everybody that would want to. I want you to pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you came down from heaven. You died on a cruel cross for my sin. And Jesus, I accept your death and your resurrection as full payment for my sin. And I choose as an act of my will to surrender my life to you this morning. Jesus, Take my life and use it however you see fit. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Now listen, I, I, had, I had told you, if anybody, anybody made that, fill that out for me, do me a favor. I just want to follow up the, the next steps. I want to get you in a group that can come alongside of you where you don't have to walk this thing alone. 
And it's without with faith, heads held high, where we walk it out together and we love together. I want you to stand up with me at this time. I'm going to ask some of the men and women to come up here. We, we do want to give people an opportunity to receive prayer if you need that. I don't want you to leave here. If you need prayer, we're going to be here. Open your hands to the Lord. Receive from Him. Father God, You're the creator of the universe and You're the one who commanded blessing to be spoken over Your people. Lord, You said as Your name is placed on them, You in turn would do the blessing. And so I say to each one of you, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord causes His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift the light of His countenance on you and give you His peace. In Jesus' name, Amen.